0: too crazy for Boys Town, too much of a boy for Crazy Town. The child was an outcast. Don't put on the show, freaking win the game, don't put on the show, you win the game, don't put on the show, you win the game, don't put on the show, you freaking win the game, you don't put on the show, you win. I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. You want to be a thug. You want to smoke weed and play cars all night, punk. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. We are back. Episode such and such. Volume, what have you, chapter. Who really cares? We're in the conference finals now, Jan. But I, I don't know how I feel. I don't. I'll get right to it. I don't think we really have a good series on either side. Not, I'm not saying it like as a hot take or anything, but which one? Which which one uh, piques your interest more, Western Conference or Eastern
1: Conference? Until last night, it was Eastern Conference, but now I'm just hoping Chris yeah. Paul chokes away a three-one lead. That man, if Devin Booker wasn't
0: attached to this, I could really I could really get get with that because I saw i mean it's even more now going into last night, the clippers were down three one but were a plus three on the series, which is just a wild stat and paul George again, I said it earlier it's like if we're gonna if we're gonna slander Paul George. And for the slander to stick the way we want it to you got to point out the good too and he's playing incredible man at a, i think he had 41 last night but i saw he is the fourth person to score at least 20 points in each of his first 18 playoff games in a year you know who the other three were did you see that
1: i believe i saw that graphic yes good basketball players right
0: no um Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, those, are, and now Paul George. Those are the only four people to ever do that. At least 20 points every game in 18 straight playoff games. And Jordan, Kobe, and Katie before him all reached the finals, which is interesting because, the again, the Clippers are still down 3-2, but they're going back. Game six is in L.A., now that it went by what four so now they through five games, they're a plus seventeen. So they could be like, listen, we're the better team. Um Chris Paul coming back. Oof. Boy, oh boy. May uh can they like I don't fake a, a positive test or something for him? Like say he was in close contact or something, just so he like missed like a half, just so they can they need like more sample size.
1: I feel like they could. Like just get Strangers to ambush Chris Paul somewhere. Protocol broken. Protocol broken. Right, yeah, he's
0: not a big guy. Like you can just like pick him up and carry him like to uh, a danger area. But I look like he's played 112 minutes. They're plus three in 112 minutes. So it's not like they're like just tanking away all his minutes. But the mark of the Suns is they win those Chris Paul minutes by a lot more than that. Like they can't, that's basically dead even. And you can't go dead even with your, when you're second. Or depending on who you ask, their first, second, and third best player is Chris Paul. Fourth is probably Devin Booker. And fifth is probably Chris Paul.
1: If well, you Does ask he like get Steven credit Smith. for how much he controls each and yeah. every player? So he gets credit for every each member of the starting five? Well, the good things. He gets credit
0: for the good things. Not the bad things. They get credit for the bad things. That's how
1: well. this goes. Well, that's why he's the point guard. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's uh, remarkably familiar. Uh, But that's a different story. He's going. He's played three games. He's been like on average six for 20 each game. Like he's not taking less shots. He's making less shots, but he's not taking it. Like he's shooting 32% from the field, 13% from three. And that's tough. Like Booker's, Booker had a great game one. I thought he had a really good game five. Yeah, last game. He had a really good first. He started really hot, finished with 30 something. Two, three, and four were, I think it was some, I think it was some Pat Bev giving them some trouble. I want to give credit to Pat Bev, but I do think some of it was definitely that mask. Like I feel like he was fidgeting with it anytime clock would stop. But, Hopefully he's gotten used to it, getting played better in Game Five. But overall, he's got to be better too, because I saw or uh, heard it. I didn't even get to check to verify it. Aiden is. Can you give me the uh, the Sun the series stats, please for for uh, Suns and Clippers? We are looking at the series stats here. Because Zubak didn't play yesterday, so the Clippers like went small by, I mean, like necessity. But I saw yesterday that the Suns were a plus eight when Aiden was on the bench and a minus ten when Aiden was in the game, which feels troublesome because he's been like, I think he, yeah, what? Uh,
1: you're giving me, you're giving if, me stats I don't know how to find on basketball. Reference. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> listen, I'm giving you stats. I'm not sure
0: if they exist what i'm going to do is go to the underdog app <laughs> i just want to see deandre aiden's last couple cuz statistically he's played as like it's not a statistical problem he's just i don't know like the going small like i think the clippers going small he's not he's not punishing them i guess that's what um
1: he was a minus 22 in his uh, 36 minutes in game five. Jesus. Which was a closer game than that. Like that, that number pops out to me. Yeah, that's,
0: say that again. he was a minus what? I'm trying to find like the same thing, the same game. Long. What was that number again? Minus
1: 22 in his 36, 37 minutes in game five.
0: That's, yeah. In a game they lost by 14, that's tough. And he had like 10 points, 11 rebounds. But also in game. Game three, he like played 36 minutes and had a good game. Had 25 points. No, excuse me, excuse me, 18 points, nine rebounds, but was a minus 25. So it's something to the, like, when they're going small, he's not, he's not punishing them enough. Like, in the game they won, he had 22 rebounds. Nine of them were offensive rebounds. He was a plus eight nose minutes. That's where it's like, okay, you have to punish them in the minutes where they go small because if Zubak doesn't play again and i don't know that he will should like if he's healthy i don't know how much he plays because again whatever the clipper like win lose or draw i do think the clippers kind of just have to like ride with this just like some boogie minutes that's pretty much your only big and everything else is like nick batum or marcus morris and you just keep counting on Marcus Morris and uh, Reggie Jackson can like combine for 45, 50 points a night. That feels like a lock. I don't think that's. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't Like I don't think that's too much to ask for. Reggie Jackson's
1: going to do that, but Marcus Morris is a little bit streaky. So
0: I he i say yeah. Reggie Jackson. That's the surpri- The consistency. That's the surprising thing. That was a
1: wild stat I saw. I was like, games with 20 points. This postseason, Reggie Jackson, nine. This regular season, seven.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, was Kawhi holding this team back? Are they better without him?
1: It's a you in theory. It's got to be you in theory. (laughs)
0: Like, Terrence Mann kind of turned back into Terrence Mann, and it didn't matter.
1: It just didn't matter.
0: They have four people in double digits. George Morris Jackson and Boogie Cousins, and they won by double digits on the road. Like that's that's not a great sign for the Suns, man. Like as a who do you, do you think the Suns still win this series? Suns are up three two. You I think, think the Suns still win?
1: I think they still probably do because they there hasn't been like Booker had that amazing game in Game One. You're still mm. back to being good in Game Five, but there hasn't been this that like absolute Booker takeover game. And I just don't like Pat Bev is very annoying, and I clearly Definitely. can like can see that it would be it would be awful to play against Pat Bev for an entire game. But I do believe in three time back to back to back baby boy of the week to kind of like over these next two games, he only has to show up for one and just like carry the team. And I think he's capable of that. The, also, oh, yeah. the Clippers. They lost what two very close games. Like, as much we gotta praise Paul George, gotta be fair and balanced here on not here. No, this is true. He did more than fair,
0: more than fair. fair.
1: He missed some pretty big free throws in game two and did not score any points in the fourth quarter of game four. Uh, when all they the Clippers needed were like what three buckets.
0: Yeah, I I gotta say, this is somewhat Paul George, but somewhat yawn, but just in general, this offseason. I feel like it more than ever. I miss it. Feels like guys have been have had the chance to bounce back from their bad games. Right? Like I, I guess before when it was in the like if it's KD, Steph, and Clay and Dre playing together, even if they're winning, somebody had of course we're gonna get on still. We ain't have nothing else to do, man. We ain't, like you know <laughs> what I'm saying. The league was the league was dead for five years. You were there. Uh
1: If LeBron messed up, we yelled at him.
0: (laughs) That's exactly it. Yeah, LeBron could mess up at any given time, and one side would yell at him, and one side would justify the mess up, no matter what it was. And now it's like, oh, man. Oh, George missed some big free throws. Oh, well, Hmm. down 3-1. He scored 41 points on 15 of 20 shooting. I think I can forget about those free throws. It's like, oh, Giannis still having his issues. They're counting really loud. Oh, well, still 34 and 16. How about that?
1: drop that ball in game five down like there. It's Yeah. But they win game uh,
0: seven. He's done. He has no bag. The man is hat, big hat. And I like, like, and that's what I'm, like, I'm hoping that for Booker. Like, look great the first two rounds, look great game one. I'm hope It's one of those things, like, I don't know. I know a, a broken nose lasts longer than that. I don't know how long the mask is necessary because it does feel like he is just itching to get out of that mass so any time off he could get would be better but they're gonna have to handle business in six because i I don't know how much time they're gonna get off from the other
1: side of the series oh you think it's uh it's approaching done you were in the building correctly i i was one last thing on the clippers
0: uh a tweet from a kurt goldsberry said tyron lu when facing elimination has a 10 and 2 record. It's the best in NBA history by a head coach, minimum 10 games. When facing elimination, he's 10 and 2. Also, Tyron Lue with a chance to clinch the series. 12 and 1. He's the best record in NBA history by a head coach, minimum 10 games. I was like, huh. So when he's facing when it, back against the wall, when he has a chance to end it, two very different situations. He is the best in history. And like, it's pretty interesting for somebody that multiple people was like, he's not a good coach. He just had LeBron. And I was like, how how, how are we still going through this? Rick Carlisle just – Rick Carlisle didn't make it out of the first round for a decade, and he's still the best coach ever. But Tyron Lu, like that, he came back from 3-1. That was nothing,
1: huh? That was, all right. If you so, were to start I, a franchise today and you had the number one pick, would you take Ty Lu or Giannis? <laughs> If my GM is Brad Stevens, well, obviously.
0: No, then I trust his work. I don't. Whoever he goes with, I go with. <laughs> uh, he could plan it. I don't really care. I trust his. I trust him with my life. Um. But yeah, no, salute to to Tyloo, who again got down two zip, came back two zip, came back. They're down. Yeah, they were down two zip in this one again until Chris Paul got healthy. <laughs> mm. Um. And came back. Like they were the best, like they, this regular season, they were the best sh- three point shooting team in the league. And they're shooting 34% from three this series. And it's like, okay, it explains why they're down three, two. But again, they're plus 17 in five games. Like, so if you're going into games, it's like, guys, we're home. Just w- just win this game. You won the last one, just win this one. We got them on the ropes. We go, <laughs> pressure's on them. It's, all, it's time for the Clippers to shine is what Ty Lue should be saying.
1: Ty Lue didn't miss those free throws.
0: No. He wouldn't have been in the game to even take <laughs> those free throws to be fair. But again, when you plus 17 through 5, that's like that's more dominant than, than just those free throws as crucial as they admittedly were. Um and again, to laugh at the to laugh at him missing the free throws, I do have to point out that he, he dominated. Game five, because game six, if he missed some more free throws, I'm on his head, man. I'm on his head. And he, he'd expect nothing less. He'd expect nothing. Um Nothing less from me. But PG over this entire playoff run, 27 points, 10 boards, six assists. And the wild thing, he hasn't played this many playoff games since 2013, 2014. When he was 23, like those Pacers years feel like so long ago. And he did it, he did that two like two straight years. He played in like 20 playoff games. Like it was just like conference finals, conference finals. And then it made me appreciate the grind, man. Like you really like if somebody that does win and get to this many finals or championships. Because Paul, like he was like, we were on a good team. He was a good player. He was 23. There's no reason to believe there's just gonna be like a seven year gap in him making like conference finals. And here he is with a I don't know not insignificant chance to win this like the suns are clearly the favorite they're up three to two with the higher seed whatever but uh what do you think the i feel like it's, it might i feel like suns win but if now i'm going suns and six. i was gonna say suns in seven i think if it gets their clip i'll say suns in six what do you what are you thinking
1: i i think it's suns in seven i think that okay. The Clips can battle back. Uh, they clearly are more comfortable back against the wall. You set those Ty Lue stats. Uh, but I do think Devin Booker, although it would be magical for Chris Paul just to choke away game seven. That would be, that would be fantastic. Do you buy the idea that, like, the Suns run is, like, a little bit less than because they went up against Lakers, no AD, Nuggets, no Jamal Murray, mm-hmm. Clippers, no – like, to me, playoff – like, injuries happen. It's just, like right. – Everyone's looking to diminish the run somehow, but like right. I don't know, you you play who's in front of you.
0: Yeah, I don't. It's not their fault. Like every the Raptors uh, ring, KD and Clay got hurt. It had like shit happens, and that's really like another thing. Like looking back in history, the teams that like the Nuggets this year, if the Nuggets had a healthy Jamal Murray, I think it. I, I think they would have a very real chance of being still being in the playoffs um well I, they wouldn't have got swept by the suns so i put it like that and it's like man one injury really can take you out for this and maybe like it might be two years of whatever window the nuggets had maybe um so um man chris paul getting back here and getting this close and then blowing it would be
1: is blowing it more a fun for him to blow it in the east or the western conference finals or blow it in his first trip to the finals
0: uh, I. Honest, I feel like the more Chris Paulian way is the conference, like not even getting to the finals. <laughs> like that's the. I, <laughs> we thought he was going to trip going across the stage, getting his diploma. He tripped going up the steps to, to <laughs> go across the state like we that's just the Chris Paul way, getting up, blowing a three one lead. Finals nah that'd be too that'd be too cruel if you got up like that I'd, i mean i'd laugh of course but uh uh not hard Not i wouldn't laugh that hard that's kind of cruel but Devin book is attached to a man that's why i was really when that old man was sick i was really i was really having some fun um but i think i think they closed it out in seven like book like had a good and i think he knows it's like, okay, like we can, we can just, I can be done with Patrick Beverly for like ever, like one more time. I just not have to see Patrick Beverly no more. And it's like, okay, next round, I'm probably looking like Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is a better defender than Patrick Beverly. I think everyone can agree with that. But boy, it's like, I just don't want to play. He just seems, I just don't want to play against Patrick Beverly.
1: He's got a very annoying face. You just look at him and you get upset.
0: Yeah, you seem like he. I mean, I don't seem like it. Like, he's he hurt Russ. He, he'll like run into you and dance while you on the ground. Like, I'm Drew Holiday, not gonna do that. He'll just he'll hold me to like two for 19 shooting with some dignity, uh, <laughs> like a damn man,
1: and then shake my hand afterwards. And get yeah, to, I'll donate uh, to his charity.
0: <laughs> real sports ball. Uh, I'll take a picture of he and his family afterward. They're lovely people, but. Speaking of Drew Holiday, man, I I was in the building for game three. The plan is to be in the building for game four. But now I don't know, man. I was up. I was good luck charm for a while. Now I'm not so sure. This is the this is the tiebreaker. I was was in the building, beat the Knicks twice. Lost to the Sixers, lost to the Bucks, And tonight is five. So this is it's really it's really a do or die game for Trilly Whiskers, too. When you, when you think about it. um But I don't. I think the Bucks had already figured out this series and were on their way to. Like if Trey never got hurt, I still think that like just the momentum switch, they just Middleton went off. They just flipped. Giannis is Giannis is incredible, man. Like he that's my take. A two-time MVP is, <laughs> is, is incredible. But it's he he just gets he gets a lot of shit and he just just keeps on chugging, man. Like we've seen everybody has bad playoff games, right? Like that's that's why we laugh at the like Paul George in the past. That's why we laughed at, you know, Harden or Westbrook or, St- or whoever. And for whatever bad game Giannis had, double double good defense like the worst ga- the worst individual game he's had this playoff run is 18 points 11 boards 4 assists on 8 for 15 shooting that's the worst game he's had 53% shooting and on average he's a, he's averaging a 29 13 and 5 on 55% shooting and it's like the, yeah you just build the wall and the whole wall theory against Giannis is great but he hadn't really had to work since, like, game one. I guess, like, I just don't think like you have to have you got to have the, the bricks to build the wall. You understand? I also don't have a lot of bricks right now. Like. I think this is where DeAndre Hunter being out and hurt because he defend, like Randall was a lot bigger than him and he defended him really well. So I think he's able to help on Giannis and you still have Capella as a help defender. Now, when you have Capella on him, the help is. Like Collins or somebody that Giannis is much bigger than and not afraid of. So that's not great. And then Trey turned his ankle, which they surprisingly, they didn't show the replay of that up in the in the uh, arena. Because I I don't think that ref would have made it off the court. (laughs) He didn't do anything wrong, but he still wouldn't have made it off the court. People die for less. But. I think this one is is about done. Like they put Trey back in, and he just he couldn't run. Like he was going by three point line to three point line. He couldn't accelerate. Like he's, I saw it was a bone bruise. I was like, Jesus, that, that's like that feels way worse than an ankle. I like thought it a turned ankle. It's a it's a bone bruise. And I was, I was like, historical. Like if this was regular season. He'd almost certainly miss a game or two. But now he can't. So he just got to play with this bone bruise on his ankle while being guarded by Drew Holl. Like, it, it's a lot. It's a lot.
1: Um, it feels like the six, like in the Sixers series, the Hawks were able to get back into every game because Trey Young could start the offense and get it going, whether or not it was scoring or distributing the ball. But it all started with Trey Young, like moving the basketball and getting this uh, Hawks a bunch of threes. Yeah. He, if he's not the straw stirring the drink, I just like and uh bogey's like clearly hurt, like they just, yeah, it's just like you really need Danilo Gallinari to score 40. Like, I just don't know where the the offense, like the volume <laughs> offense comes from.
0: I'll tell you this if you told Danilo Gallinari you needed him to score 40, I feel like he'd be like, I got you. I think, and I in his head, he's like, all right, 40 tonight, like, uh, that's just what uh
1: DG has got to do. And he'd probably give you, like, 25, like, with the amount of I'll shots say, he would take. It. <laughs> I'll say – he's been – I will if
0: he has been i do not know his numbers, and I don't care to look at them. I feel like without this him in this series, they're getting blown out, like, way – I just feel like he's played well. I can't wait to jam Looks it up. He's like, actually, he's a, he's a minus 84 in 22 minutes. Impressive. Um, But it's – I think it's it's just one of those again you makes you appreciate how long the the wear and tear of like four rounds is like you see like the hawks against the knicks like they were zipping around against philly like an older bigger team looked like they were zipping around and now they they look tired they're a young team their first time two three rounds into the playoffs injuries add up they look tired and again, that's kind of part of it. But the Bucks are like, yeah, we we've done this. We've done this like the past three years. Like we're we still got an extra gear left. You don't even you didn't know you needed that gear yet because you haven't been here before. But let hmm. the Gallo numbers lay it on me.
1: He's a minus fifty eight in his uh, twenty five minutes per game.
0: <laughs> he I was min- he's the MVP. Like I a said- minus
1: twenty five in only fifteen minutes on the in, during game two.
0: <laughs> okay, so that, that's weighing him down. That's weighing him down. But I was like, it's times where, like, if Trey is off the court, Bodanovich like, he's shooting. In the th- he's just not been a real option. Like the shot clock get low. Capella ain't gonna shoot it. Capella or uh, Collins is not gonna create. Herder can, but he goes hot and cold. And Gallinari is like, I'm not afraid. It might. It's not gonna go in, but I'm not afraid. I'll take the shot. Like. They played them big. Some like I got. I, I think that's the thing. Like the Hawks got away with some wild. Like you shouldn't get away with Trey Young and Lou Will backcourt minutes. Second round they got away with like some Gallinari playing like center, I believe, just because it was like Philly's big. You just find somebody to. Their bigs don't like their 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 point guard won't shoot. I don't know if you've heard of this. Um, Who? It, Matisse Mateeshaible. It's a big thing. Um,
1: eh, he's young. He can work on it.
0: Yeah. No. It's it'll probably be fine. Um, but all the thing I looked up was the Solomon Hill minutes. Solomon Hill has played 144 playoff minutes. He is a minus 68 in 144 playoff minutes. That's important because the Hawks, as a whole, are a minus 27 at in the playoffs. They're a minus two per hundred possessions. Every other team less uh, is at least a plus six, and they're a minus two. And so I say all that to say, man, Cam Reddish cannot be that bad, dude. If Cam Reddish was just not Solomon Hill, man. DeAndre Hunter played 152 minutes. He was a plus 34. Like, that's the gap between he and Solomon Hill. And it's a big gap when you consider it's like, how are they? They're in the conference finals and they've been getting outscored. How does this work? Because it's like when they when they lose, boy, they take it on the chin. So Is there
1: any reason why Cam Reddish didn't play in Game 3 after, I guess, a yeah. decent Game 2?
0: Well, I mean, he played, like, a little garbage time in it. I just – I don't think he's held. It just doesn't feel like enough to, you know, like, okay, hey, man, like, we're looking to close out the NBA Finals. Can you give us 20 minutes? Um, he's probably coming up on getting ready. They probably like to get him some minutes, but it, it's it's no point in, like, re-aggravating or anything – like, he, he's not the difference, but I will say, please, no more Solomon Hill. Please, like, I will play anybody. I think Tony Snell might be a better out because Tony Snell oh, can at least he... shoot. Yeah, I know, I know, I know.
1: I have strong thoughts about Tony Snell. Historically, on the record, I don't like him.
0: <laughs> I gonna say, you love him. I get it. You, yeah, you, uh, <laughs> you guys are BFFs, but I'm a, I don't know. That's really all it is about that series. I will say, I, I hope with this offseason or this postseason, we can start. All right. I guess like do away with the judging people on how they're going to do in the playoffs before they get there. Like trade defensively. Booker defensively. Like I feel like we heard those like, well, how's it going to be? Well, was like, well, one, can they get there first? Like, one, can they get there? And two, I think you'll see that one teams either don't have the personnel. To take advantage it like trey new york couldn't take advantage of it philly couldn't take advantage of it the bucks i mean it's not really drew Holiday's style they can do it but it's not his like where's trey young let me find him so he can hide on like a pj tucker or something same for, i feel like Jokic. Jokic gets killed and it's like i, mean, I don't know man they're in these games like uh, it feels like that's not their biggest issue Like Booker competes enough. So I think of like a a Zach Levine or a Zion, John Morant, De'Aaron, any of these young guys, young guys now. And it's like, are they going to be able to defend in the playoffs? Probably. They probably will. I feel like they. I would just like to not hear any more about what a guy is going to do in the playoffs. Like, if you're going to say you think he's going to be a problem defensively, say that. But don't say well, you got to wonder how they're going to hunt him in the playoffs. Well, no shit. They're gonna like everybody gets hunted in the playoffs. Steph Curry gets hunted in the playoffs. So
1: it's funny that like the play playoffs are different. The playoffs are a different brand of basketball. Yeah, the game it, completely changes. The players in it not going to adjust whatsoever. Yeah, no,
0: no, no, no. It, it's just too physical. Trey Young weighs 142 pounds. He just he'll they'll snap him in Manhattan. He's like, What the, he's in the conference finals? Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I, I hadn't considered that, but
1: that's really yeah. I don't.
0: I feel like we're looking at Bucks Suns. Don't want to jump any,
1: which any is sons, I think the best result because both those teams are healthy and it's like you want healthy ish, yeah. healthy ish. You want like at at closest to full strength as you can get in the final. So there's no injury bullshit excuses. Like right. I think that's a good series. Like I like, I think the Clippers. No matter what, if they make it, you're still like, oh, they're they're not like no Kawhi. It's right. kind of a wash. The Hawks are playing with house money at this point. I just, they'd be.
0: I've sh- been playing with house money for like six weeks. Like <laughs> it, <it's, laughs> uh, Like Yeah, no, Suns Bucks is good. Now, the Nielsen ratings people. Mm-mm. 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 Um, but literally everyone else is like, yeah, people know Giannis. They know Chris Paul. You get to know Booker. Like some new blood. Somebody's getting a title.
1: The yeah. Dean and Chris Middleton shows up and does his goblin. Yeah, stuff. he
0: might do that thing. Uh Like Budenholzer might get to hoist the title. That'd be something to see. Uh Campaign might have like a significant role in the NBA finals. That might be something to see. So I'm that's the finals I'm looking for. I think that would be the best final. Any other one. Except for Clippers Hawks, I guess it's like, God, these teams are just like struggling to the end together. They just go to seven, just seven of the worst (laughs) games you've ever seen. Uh, And then Bobby Portis is the finals MVP. Damn. Anywho. um, It's almost fake trade season, which I appreciate. Almost. Almost.
1: As a Celtics it, fan, not, we've been deep in it.
0: <laughs> it is. Yeah. What the what fake trade y'all got? I got one for you. But what the what, what what's the what's the word from Celtics side?
1: Oh, uh, everyone wants to trade uh, Jalen Brown for Dame. With the latest Dame report, there's like, oh, do you trade Jalen for Dame? Do you trade Jalen for Dame? And the Celtics fans I like say no, and the Celtics fans I don't like say you have to. I heard. I saw a tweet today. I don't know how true real it was, but someone on sports talk radio saying you trade both Tatum and Jalen for Dame because Dame's a legit superstar. Definitely, and Tatum and Jalen are just t- uh, tier below superstars.
0: Definitely, uh, B tier is what we call them. Uh, would you trade? J- you wouldn't trade Jalen for Dame?
1: No, and I'm not sure if it's rational, but I just like I like Jalen. I like the his personality. I like that he's like been with the team, and so. I don't know. I just like him having him on my team. I think like the timeline of him and Chase and Tatum work out. Mm. It may not be like, I'm not going to be heartless Danny Ainge and just uh, trade him away. <laughs> I like the guy. I want to keep him around.
0: Well, that's your first mistake. You have a heart. Uh, Ainge would cut you like a fish.
1: Uh, newest Utah jazz GM, which can you think <laughs> of a better fit between man and franchise than Danny Ainge and the Utah jazz?
0: Uh, it's it's really what he's been working for all along. Um
1: I, don't, I, I think
0: there's some I, – I could see both sides of that, but Dame and Tatum is tough, man. Dame – like that's pretty much elite shot making and you can just put in everything else around them. I think it's – the trade I saw, I saw Dame for Jalen Smart and two first. So you wouldn't do that.
1: Probably not, but if they did that, I also wouldn't be upset because, like, then we got Dame. You got so Dame, being, like, Miller. Kind of, yeah, he's solid. Like, uh, I'd be happy to give Jalen a standing ovation in his return to the garden, but I'd also like have a Dame time jersey pretty quickly. Like, uh, I'm, you
0: definitely would.
1: I'm ready to buy in whatever they do.
0: Like, I saw, I i don't think it comes with anything. I do think it was smart of him to kind of get that out, of, like, hey, 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 hey. y'all yell at me too loud. I'll get out of here. Try me, Portland. And they're like, we're not gonna say we're not, uh, mm, mm, we're not we'll be good. We're not gonna say anything. Um I saw that I saw Dame for to New York for RJ Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, quickly, and picks like from the Knicks and the Mavs, which I think is interesting.
1: If you good trade point. Dame for picks you got to trade CJ too, right? Like you're immediately going like the refa- whole rebuild. Why not just get like, go full Sam Presti? I think there's
0: something to that, but there, I think there's also something to, like I'd probably trade, C- I don't know if I'd do it immediately though. It's like, let me see what, let me see what CJ and Jalen Brown look like. Let me see what CJ and RJ Barrett, and like, let me just see what they look like. Cause I feel like even okay if the team's not winning, it's not like oh my gosh, CJ. He's playing Terry He's shooting thirty two percent from like his trade value will be fine. I saw Dame and Robert Covington for who was it for Bledsoe picks. Basically, I think it was Bledsoe and all the picks from New Orleans, like Milwaukee, New Orleans, and uh, the Lakers. That one makes the most. If you are like that's one. If we trade Dame, we're trading CJ. I don't need to see how Eric Bledsoe <laughs> and CJ McCollum look together. I'm all I'm all set there. Uh then Dame for Ben Simmons, Maxie, and I saw a pick and two pick swaps. It's like, am I don't think I'm trading Dame. Or I'm not trading. Yeah, I'm not trading Dame for Ben Simmons. I would trade CJ for Ben Simmons. I'm not trading Dame and Lilly for Ben Simmons. But i think the i think the new york one's really interesting because they would still have they would have your team would be dame in madison square garden which pretty good randall is a number two which is probably much better suited for what he needs to do you could sit Nerlens or whoever Taj gibson who like todd i mean you know tibbs can put together like a good defense they didn't need mitchell robinson is what i'm saying but he'd still be a good piece in portland uh quick oof quickly and those picks would hurt, but I think Dame's like under contract, like you you it takes stuff to get stuff. And like you get picks from the Knicks and Mavs. If you're the Knicks, you would still have Dame Randall, like Nerland. You still have Obi Toppin, whatever you think he can be. Um,
1: and Max Cass space to go after Kawhi.
0: There, hey, there you go. Uh, Who's going crazy? Uh, <laughs> Mike Breen is the best, man. He's he's the absolute best, but I don't, it, it's, can we, can you give me a Portland's cap situation? Cause I know Dame sound like one of those, like Dame's gonna be making like $58 million and like when he's like 35, like, so it's one of those if they pulled the bandaid off quicker rather than later this one like, hey, if we're trading our, like our franchise icon, here we go, here we go. Okay, so yeah, like, whew. imagine being Dame like just being set for the past several years and then just getting an eleven million dollar raise. <laughs> Pretty good. His salary goes up to forty three, then forty seven, then fifty, then a player option for fifty four. So four years from now, I think I think he'll be thirty five.
1: Imagine having the option. To just yeah. say I'll have 54 million dollars.
0: Well, I mean, that's the beauty of because you could say, mm, nah, let me turn, let me turn down 54 and go get uh two for one hundred. I'll leave a little uh on the table because I'm a nice guy. But McCollum, see, that's the thing. McCollum is not cheap, man. Like he's 30, 33, 30. So you're paying, I mean, a hundred million dollars to a guy who is not an all-star. I think that's what it gets down to so that's why if they're doing it if you could bring in rj quickly robinson and some picks because uh, this way like you could you could sign and trade norm powell for something you could keep covington or trade him he's an asset either way Nurkic has got one year left. Like you could trade him if Mitchell Robinson's your big of the future. You see like Simons, Nasir Little. And then I I think you see what you got there. And if it's like if oh, we just stink stink, then then yeah, maybe you get off McCollum too. It's like, hey, he got three years left on his deal. Who who wants some who wants some CJ McCollum?
1: The second and third guys on your team, if you're gonna give them, I don't know if that CJ deal is max, but it's like north of 30 they need to be at least all-star level if you want to have any chance like just thinking of like roster construction like there's ways to get three stars on your team but they all need to be very good maybe like the third star could be the (laughs) cj Like cj would be a great third star if they had another person there but i don't know how they're going to get to sign a a big time free agent
0: well, and that's because he's getting paid like the second guy it's hard to put and again if he yeah, if he's your third guy you are you're kicking ass um that's why I'd be interested like okay let me bring in because if, if it's like maybe RJ Barrett is one of those guys maybe some of those picks help us out can you give me a New York I want to see what they would have left if they did this uh the trade.
1: They have the ridiculous amount of cap space. Uh, I was going to
0: say, you know? they've got Buku. Because that's a thing. Like, man, they might even say, hey, like, do y'all want to give us Robert Covington too? Like, we're going to need him more than you will. I'm like, yeah, give us another pick. Okay, they would have Julius Randle left. Ro- they can re sign Rose, can re sign Frankie Smokes. Boy, this roster really was something.
1: It's wild that they made it. They have right now they have 49 million dollars committed to next season. (laughs) Go back up,
0: please. Jesus, yeah. And Julius Randle's 19 of that, so I mean, but a big part of that is like if you trade for Dame, you're going from like what was that age jumps to 43. Nobody else on your team is making 10 million this year, and that Dame makes 43. So that's your. You, I don't know if it's one of those things where you might have to sign somebody, like sign your third person first and then like order matters for NBA transactions. But it's like, okay, if Toppins like he started off the year hurt top 10 pick, if he takes the leap, you think. If you can get some more contribute, like from those Rose, Burks, Noel, a couple of those Reggie Bullock types and a little at cap space. It's not ter- I feel like it. It helps your trajectory. Like as of right now, you're waiting for the star. You just have to just, like, okay, is a 31 year old Dame? Is he the guy? Is he the one? It's worth like putting in all the chips for. Because I put in some chips. I just don't know if I would put without a because uh, it, like it's almost time to resign Randall. And if he wants big money, your team is Dame and Jew. And that's when it's like, I, how far is that team get? Is that a championship team? Probably not. So. But as a right, yeah, I, he just kind of put that out there, just like, uh, like, don't say any, don't 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 say bad stuff about me because I'll leave. Don't make me do it. And I can appreciate that. Um, Because in all the in the Chauncey Billups, I do feel like dang, he didn't do himself any favors, but I don't think he's the one that should be getting asked the questions. Like, did you were you familiar with the Chauncey Billups? Like,
1: the, the case from – I had no idea, man. No. I grew up in Boston. I was, like, here at the time of it. I, I like, <laughs> I think I heard about it, like, when Chauncey's name was first floated a couple of months ago, but mm. I didn't know anything about uh, any of the details until, like, three weeks ago. I
0: The first – and the first way I heard of it, I remember during Twitch, it was around that time and Celtics fans in the – twitch chat where they're like nah, on nah, chauncey i was like what y'all don't want chauncey what do you mean i don't want chauncey billups and they were like he got some allegations i was like chauncey billups and yeah i won't I, I will spare the detail i will say that the details of the case are out there if you are interested in reading them they're not great but I, I won't uh list them here and i guess my question is i and it's an open-ended question i don't know what like the correct process, like I, I guess I don't know what accountability looks like. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Chauncey Phillips is is being introduced or going to be introduced to that Tuesday as we're recording this. And so, like, as accountability, does that mean like somebody in the media asking them about these? and him being like made, he and the organization being made to answer them. Because what I heard, it was like, well, Portland was like, well, we trust our background search. He worked for the Clippers. They didn't have a problem with it. He was going to work for the Cavs. They didn't have a problem with it. And it's like, that's what we're going with that. That that, that just feels very weak. And the alligator, they're serious. And Are they serious enough to where it's like he shouldn't be the coach? I don't know. And I don't know if it's for me to answer, but I do think they're serious enough for some for them to just not be um just ignore like i was saying oh that was 20 years ago yeah but has like has he done anything to show like accountability for this and that's, that's something big, i don't know
1: that's the big thing is like what have they like him and jason kidd is like what have they done mm-hmm. in the interim and it's weird to me that like nba coach head coach crosses the threshold of where like now past grievances uh <laughs> um matter and i'm not saying that they shouldn't matter but it's like both of these men were employed as assistant coaches like very right. and um but it's interesting like what do you do with someone like jason kidd who's like was convicted admitted to doing it like mm-hmm. i'm all for second chances and rehab but like you still need jason kidd to be like i don't know like shouldn't the, especially the mavericks organization like shouldn't jason kidd be on the forefront being like Look, domestic violence is a big issue. Like he shouldn't be—he should be like the face of uh, being apologetic or trying to make amends. And it feels like Jason Kidd can do that. With Chauncey, I think it's a bit of a kind of more complicated situation because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to like look guilty because he's never really? had that. But it's like that's difficult. But I think there is on some of the guys being hard and on the organizations to be like we acknowledge that this happened and we're like trying to be proactive. But it is interesting that like at some point people are like you're allowed to have a job but we're allowed to give you a second chance but you're not allowed to have this job. And I don't right. know that that could be the right answer uh because there's only 30 jobs in the league. I just don't know where that line is.
0: No, I I I agree cuz it's it's happened before like he's like these are not the two only two guys, right? With stuff like this these are just the like the two guys right now. And again, I think it's one thing like kid can do that but has he like done or shown any of that? in the? I think that's maybe what the accountability looks like. If he is like, like I, I talked to a friend about this and the, the example that they mentioned, it was like. Michael, like Michael Vick has shown what accountability looks like, whether you I mean, as people, they were going to hate him until his dying day. And that's their right. But he he's he's served his debt. And I feel like you can say since then he has changed his actions publicly like i felt like like, what more can you ask for and again that doesn't mean you have to forgive him but if you're talking about like what you want for forgiveness these are some of the acts like him going out and be like hey don't do this him giving his time and his voice to animal organizations not to compare like the cases at all but just in terms of like what i guess like rehabilitation looks like and it's like kid and billups are coming out on the other side rehabilitated and I'm not sure if they did any of the work. That's where it's like, OK, listen, Michael Vick did the work. I'm sure there are people that decided to forgive him because of the work he did. People that, again, never will forgive him. But he did the work. You can't dispute that. I don't know if it's a thing where like Billups or kid have done the work. I don't know if they have or haven't. I don't know. But that would feel like a start. Again, I don't know if it's on the media because it, we see it all the time. It, it's. They get buddy buddy with some of these coaches and some of these guys. It happens, and it's definitely got to be hard to ask a guy that. So I get. I mean, that feels like a bigger problem of the probably people getting buddy buddy. But I don't even know how it would be like if somebody asked that at the press conference. I don't even know how it would be perceived. Right? Would it? Would everybody look at them crazy? Like I, I don't know how it would be perceived.
1: Also, does the media? like really care or are they just asking hmm. that question because it's the kind of they know it will be the most scandalous thing like them like
0: well I mean that what the media de- have they ever cared
1: about what's the like they always
0: yeah. care about what the scandal is and if, if somebody asked, it would get clicks or view or, or whatever I so I don't know but yeah you mentioned blazer's edge there was a very good piece on there from uh five or six women just on their thoughts in general that I would highly recommend everybody read because it 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 makes you realize what a luxury this is right like I'm we're not Portland Trailblazers fans you know what I'm saying I like to watch Dame Lillard but I I, I can turn on and off the TV whenever I want there are people that were call like lifelong fans that have been victims of some of the things Chauncey Billups was accused of and now they can't look at their favorite team anymore without thinking of that and that's fucked up um, and I guess I, I, what would make it tougher for me is like we just like we just swept over it, right? I'm not saying you have to hold everybody's film, but it's like we, we just didn't acknowledge this at all. The person that took the flack was the point guard, not the people that hired him, not the person that did it, but the, the point guard he's the one, he, he got asked the most questions about this so, yeah, check the Blazers edge. We definitely just recommend just giving that a read because it, it's a it's a complex situation. And it's one I I don't have the answers to, man. I'm not going to pretend that I do, but I am interested in the conversation. I guess around it, um, because it's gonna, like we're going to have. Luca Doncic and Damian Litter are going to be on TV a lot next year. So is this a thing? Are we going to mention this? Like, even the backlash, like when they're coaching, does it depend on how well they do? If they do, like if they start kicking ass, I feel like we probably never hear about this again. Um, So. I don't know. I don't know. I got more fake trades. I did not have a segue away from something. No, there's no way. Yeah. I was like that. Yeah. I keep seeing this. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this alleged trade of James Wiseman in the seventh pick for Pascal Siakam. Have you seen that?
1: Uh, I did.
0: How do you feel about that? If you're if you're a Toronto, how do you feel about that?
1: I I think it depends on what Lowry's doing, but yeah, I, I think it makes sense for a full rebuild. Like then, who else do you have on the roster? If if Siakam and Lowry leaves, then you're basically just have. We got what? Van Vliet. Van Vliet and uh, OG.
0: OG Gary Trent Jr. and you got this number four pick, which is going to be something pretty good. So like, not not nothing, Boucher.
1: But yeah, I mean, I'm I like I don't really believe in Pascal Siakam. I think he would be a good fit as being the the fourth guy on that team or like mm-hmm. third scorer. Because I think like in inter- turn, like I think it's a good deal for the Warriors because they are in. We need. We don't know how many years we're going to get with Clay and Steph. Like right. we just missed two of them or we need the, uh like James Wiseman is not going to help them win a championship. Yeah,
0: next we need year. to compete. Pa- However you feel about him 10 years from now, Pascal Siakam helps the next two years more than James Wiseman. Um, I've seen it. I, and yeah, if I'm Golden State, yeah, I do that in a heartbeat. If I'm Toronto, I don't do that deal at all. I don't like I, that just deal just doesn't appeal to me. Like, can you give me a, a tankathon? a thon I wanna, just want to see like what. And who is available around the seventh pick? It'll be James Wiseman oh. in the seventh pick. Here we go for CI. And around the seventh pick, they've got Keon Johnson from Tennessee, Franz Wagner, Jalen Johnson, Davion Mitchell. Fine prospects. Pascal CI, I think he started the all-star game last year. I don't like I'm just not ready to that. That's just if I'm Toronto, that's just not enough for me. Because, again, if I'm like Toronto, if they get Suggs and they go into next year with Suggs, Van Fleet, Ananobi, Siakam, Boucher. And I I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Lowry re-signed. I don't think he I feel like it's like three teams he signs with, like Philly, like Philly, the Clippers, Miami or Toronto. I do think Toronto is one of those teams. So I feel like they get something for Kyle Lowry if he leaves. Like, you get to go back to living in your own city, like, not Tampa. I've, I I wouldn't trace it. I wouldn't trace I for that. Now, I'm not saying he's untouchable, but. I. Because, like, if, if you're Toronto and you're like, hey, listen, man, like Fred Van Vliet, not a young guy. He just won the championship two, three years ago, too. Like, these guys want to, you know, call themselves trying to compete now, too. Are you going to? James Wiseman is raw. Like, I, I just wouldn't want to put in that. I'd rather, I bet on Siakam. He's what, 26, 27. Like, I don't think he's that old. I'm, and if I'm trading him, I think I can do better than a seven and a guy that raw. I think I can probably do better. Maybe even if it's just a higher pick. Like,
1: does, like, the success of Aiden now give you more hope for, like, a raw big man coming into the league and, like, give, having a few years to prove himself? Um,
0: No. <laughs> Honestly, because you see how surprised everybody is that Aiden did this. Like, that's how rare it is. Um, and I just – I think he had played a lot more basketball at the same stage than James Wiseman. He also had complete, like he was going into Phoenix. There were no expectations till this year in Phoenix. The second James Wiseman got drafted, there were expectations. So for long, like for James Wiseman long term, it's probably be the best for him. Like to just get out of that, the spotlight now. And if you're Toronto, like maybe they love James Wiseman last year, right? Maybe they're like, well, shit, like we loved him last year as a prospect. This year's draft supposed to be better. If we, think we can get two elite prospects for siakam i guess the flip side would say hey you know he is closer to 30 never really learned how to shoot he's not a clearly not a number one um but as a two three you can win a championship he's shown you can like you can, he's shown that but i i don't think i would do that if i'm toronto i really would i would get Suggs in the door because you might get Suggs in the door and be like wait a minute like this guy's special like Somebody slips in the draft every year, and then it's like, "Damn, we whiffed on the seven pick, and now Wiseman's still not ready. Now we just got like, I so I I wouldn't do it. That's just me.
1: Yeah, if it was the five, like, wait, so they would still have the four and the seven. Like they, it, it would be set them up pretty well for a full teardown rebuild. Like they could
0: for, the, for Toronto, yes,
1: yeah. So they can still they have are. Suggs and Wiseman and Keon Johnson or wherever they could take it. seven. Like, they, they could have instantly become the team with low expectations who's a little frisky in the East. But I think they're, like, yeah. with Siakam, with Van Vliet, they kind of have this expectation of, like, we want to make the playoffs. But I don't know. In the East, are they really – is there anything the Raptors can do to compete with the Nets and the Bucks over the next two, three years?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Philly, too. And – I'll say not to put too much pressure, but I think it depends on this number four pick, really. Because, again, you see like if they just get a like someone who has that kind of impact, like a similar impact to a LaMelo or a Halliburton or somebody that's like, oh, we can just play him like 25, 30 minutes off the bat. And we know like they I don't I know Van Fleet Ananobi, see I know they're all paid, but I don't think any of them's like getting paid crazy money. Like I feel like they yeah, give me uh what's Toronto's yes, okay. Next three years, if they cost the same money, would you rather have Siakam or CJ McCollum?
1: Siakam mean, he just does so much more defensive, like just defensive versatility alone. I agree.
0: So like looking, they would have Siakam at 33 next year, Van Fleet at 19. Boucher is seven. Ananobi is sixteen.
1: How can they get Van Vliet on that deal? Like that's a that's a steal for aside again. Listen, that's Not. the
0: it was the deal. I thought Chicago should have signed him. I thought New York should have signed him. I thought Atlanta should have signed like Van Vliet. And they, yeah, they got him for I think four for eighty four, four for eighty five. Very fair. Lowry again. If he goes to Philly, then I think they're getting something back. If he goes to Miami, they're getting Kendrick Nutt. Like they're getting something they're turning Lowry into something. And yeah, like nobody, you got Ananobi, very fair contract and a trade
1: chip. Like I, I don't know. He has that perfect mid tier salary, just like to match trade. That's my Marcus Smart does the same thing for the Celtics where it's like, you need someone in that 10 to $15 million range Mm -hmm. just to like, for most trades to work, you need so it's like those mid tier salaries. And even it, like they got Rodney Hood for that, too. So it's like they could. They might could really yeah Malachi Flynn,
0: forgot about him. And yeah, I I guess it really it comes down to what you think about, like. The seventh pick in this draft, I know this is supposed to be like the all time or uh, a great draft. I I guess I'm just not as outside the top four or five. So the pick seven does nothing for me. If it was the Cavs talking like pick three or something like that, OK. Okay, it said the Cavs was looking to trade that pick. Would you – three? Three and Sexton? Three, I was going to three and Sexton for Siakam. That, that's too much, though. Or is it? Is three and Sexton for Siakam too much? I think that, it's probably a little too much.
1: That's probably a little too much, but I don't know who like who else on the Cavs you can kind of package with that pick.
0: Um, Yeah, I don't know. Okay, here, here's, this is one I was thinking of. You let me know what you think it is. I still don't think that the Hawks are gonna resign John Collins.
1: Oh no, he made yeah, himself a crazy amount of money in this playoffs.
0: Well, I mean, even then, I don't like just all their moves. It, it just feels like they are they're good to go without. Like, I mean, it, it's what a smart franchise does. You plan whatever. Do you think who says no? John Collins to golden state for seven and fourteen.
1: Hmm. Can the can the the Warriors need to give up some salary there? Yeah, I was going give me the war- like, I was like they, they have, have the most. Something. They're paying Steph fifty next year. They have the highest salary. They're, they're already at one hundred sixty one million dollars. <laughs> okay, I year. think they have
0: a, It might be the highest ever. Uh, let's see. Somebody uh, would have to come back. Wiggins would have to go. No.
1: <laughs> uh, Wiseman. Hmm. It'd have to be Wiseman and Looney. But that I just don't think it can work. Like, yeah,
0: I don't think it worked. The fact
1: that they pay Andrew Wiggins thirty one million dollars next year is insane. If I'm Draymond Green and I see that number, I'm furious every time I walk into the locker room.
0: It's really, Uh, I mean, Wiggins
1: seven and fourteen for John Collins. I don't know if I do that. uh, Like, is seven and fourteen worth it to take on Wiggins for the next two years at thirty one? What I mean, which Wiggins are you getting? Andrew Wiggins, the bad one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will say I, I'm not tricked off this most recent. Uh, yeah. And I, I just, money wise, it just won't because I was trying to think of something like Collins is young enough to help now, but still have potential. The Hawks are re- like the Hawks are kind of set at every position going for like I, the only thing I can think they want is more picks to just kind of keep it. Uh, keep the cycle going. But yeah, I don't think the.
1: I'm looking thought, ooh, at the Warriors now. Yeah. Does does that mean the Raptors have to take back Wiggins if they're like Siakam makes thirty? Like, is like if that yeah. makes the deal uh, not not very appealing to the Raptors if you like you get seven f- 4 Wiseman, and you have to and, pay. Well, yeah, I guess Wiggins saying, like, like the enough, Toronto yeah. Canada stuff. Maybe you can sell me on that, but. yeesh.
0: that's interesting. I <laughs> Air Wiggins bringing him home. Uh now I feel like that's a like a murder, like guys. When we are down to rock bottom, we trade for Wiggins. Like that's the when messiah's like, I don't know what else to do. Like nothing's working. Uh you trade for Wiggins, straight for Jamal Murray, RJ Barrett, you just give up the house for all the Canadian guys. But yeah, I don't uh go back to uh the tankathon if you can, please, because I'm trying to It's like John Collins, I think, is having a good playoff, and I just – I still just don't think he – I was trying to think of – like, the Magic have multiple picks, but I think the Magic are, like, all the way blowing it down, that are blowing it up. That didn't make sense for them. Um –
1: Man, the Thunder God absolutely hosed for their lottery luck, and I love to see it. Like, they just tanked, 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 and they got the sixth pick in a five person draft.
0: <laughs> Listen, maybe four. Like, it might be even worse than that. They're saying Kuminga might not even, he might trick y'all. But it's that's my, like, if I'm, I know I'm, they'll talk about how they love Scotty Barnes or whoever. If you're Detroit, what would it take for you to go from one to six? Like I think OKC scrolled. I think OK's got like six sixteen. Actually just uh, click on OKC. It'll tell you all the pick. We do not have to scroll.
1: Yeah, I think they have six sixteen. They didn't oh no, I don't want to click on Scotty Barnes. I don't even I don't even like Scotty Barnes. Six sixteen eighteen.
0: There we okay. So if they if they said six sixteen eighteen and one future first. For Cade for K. If you're Detroit, what do you say?
1: No, not at all. Like, the, the whole point <laughs> of it is like you're trying to get generational talent. You get the first swing at that at the draft. You're trying to, like, get superstars. It's a superstar league, and you have the best opportunity to get that superstar. I don't know what I would do. Like, I don't, like, would you trade number one for two picks in the top 10? Like,
0: it's one of those, like, it. <laughs> If you look at the charges, like actually the value of the number, because like all the the draft bust over time. But I mean, it's it's one of those. Actually, the Rockets might actually be the question to add, like it was like Cade is a lock. If you're the Rockets and you're like, hey, listen, we are. We're so far away in our process, dude, that we are just still okay. Yeah. Would you do two for six, 16, 18 and a future first? Or would you just say no? We're good with Mobley or Green.
1: Can I get Lou Dort? No, you cannot. So it's just picks for picks. Picks for picks. I don't know. I don't know about enough about Mobley, but I don't really trust any big man. Like I don't like. It's really hard to put all your franchise in in like the stock of what. what even with a like being pretty well, the Rockets are so far away. Who do they have besides Christian Wood?
0: Christian Wood? Uh, no, Kevin Porter Jr., Kenyon Martin Jr., a lot of juniors. Uh, John Wall has got to get healthy. Um, now, Mobley is – the thing about Mobley, it, it's tough to put it in a big, but he's he projects to be the exact type of big that you would want, like the guy that, big, that plays defense can move his feet. but can, So he projects to be that. Like, if he can, and Wiseman, he
1: can he shoot at all, can he like space? He can the shoot, yeah,
0: he can shoot a little bit. And I think he projects to be in like if he and Wiseman are in the same draft, I think he goes ahead of Wiseman like 10 10, 10 times out of 10, which was another reason why the why they were like, he's generational. I was like, is he generate? I don't like Shaq is generational. Y'all <laughs> kind of throwing this around. Um, what about okay, what about three
1: for that same package six? For same, three
0: for six. 16 18 and a future first because at that point i think well i don't know i don't know do you think what, I do you see, think well, like, what, what
1: are the what are the protections on that future first because like Mm-mm. am i not like If you say it's a four person draft and these four players have the potential to be the stars that everyone's looking for 16 8 6 16 and 18 are never really like what well, I you mean, mean, you they talk about the, all the players so you can get there, but like most often, those players are turned into average role players at best. And so, is that worth it? That's the question.
0: Because I would argue, if you're the cat, even if you are getting elite, it was like, hey man, we're the cat. Are we going to develop this talent, bro? You know what I mean? Because Jalen, by all accounts, Jalen Green is supposed to be like that, like so good that like they might just take him anyway and still just figure out what to do with Sexton and. uh Guard like they're all it would just be like three really frail guards, but Jalen Green projects to be like that, like twenty five point a game. Yeah, I think he's like six five six, so he's a little bit bigger than them. But I mean, it also it gives you more flexibility. Like the J Jay, Jalen Green is Jalen Green six sixteen eighteen could be anything, could be even Jalen Green. <laughs> uh, no, but it, like it might let you. Okay, if you get six sixteen and eighteen. 16 and 18 might let you get off that Kevin Love contract, which might change. Like, you see what I'm saying? That which might let you change the. It's like, oof, we could draft Scotty Barnes six, get Kevin Love old ass out the way, and have Scotty Barnes walk into power forward minutes without that money or like that's the.
1: But then they just draft a Coro who they want to play a power forward.
0: Well, he he can play some three and four. I'm not really like it'll be minutes for him. I'm not
1: too. If you're placed like Cleveland, though, you're not signing free agents unless one of them happens to be born in akron like and you have a chance to get a generational star under team control for at least what eight nine years like i just don't think you can pass up on that even if you can get off the kevin love contract like so you're freeing up cap space for who to come sign in cleveland
0: well that's glad you asked that's when you trade for ben simmons and know that his ass (laughs) is stuck can't go nowhere You got him for like four years um McCollum, he's from Ohio. You can get some get some good votes, some good vibes there. Um, I don't know. It's a lot of, it's a lot of one one la- not even a fake trade thing. And we'll close out here. I just keep saying that Shea Gilgis Alexander doesn't fit Oklahoma City's timeline. And I ju- I just I'm not sure I understand the point of timelines or talent. <laughs> Uh, if Shea Gild, who I believe is about to turn 22 if he doesn't fit Oklahoma City's timeline. And I get what it's like, hey, they want to keep stinking and all that. I get that. He's 22. Like, what do you mean he's not on your timeline? They set him down this year because they were playing too well. Like, what do you mean he's not on your timeline? I think he was a we looked at, he, they were like 16 and 19 when they fake set him down this year. That's not too far off. Nope. That's like you nailed these six, 16 and 18 with some rotation players, like Memphis does every year, it appears. And Kimba gets healthy. You don't ask as much from him. Like, you're not winning a championship, but is that away from his time? Like, I don't know. I just never really bought that you know you get four years on a rookie deal what's even the, is poku gonna be ready by? like what's even the point if we're playing that so i didn't like that
1: when is the prime of a player's career because my understanding was is like when you're 28 like mm. i know that you, six years for, like that used to be the thing but now it feels like it's much younger like now it feels like jason tatum prime but like mm. i don't know is when is when does that take place so, so you're telling me shay who's 22 21, like, he was born in 1998, which is wild to me. Um, But you're telling me over the next four to five years, you just can't assemble anything around Shea? Like, he's he's gone. He's over the hill.
0: He's just too much. Like, I I think you, if you just looked at the last three or four years, like, we just see, it literally only takes, like, the lottery, the ping pong ball is changing. And now Memphis has Jaron Jackson and John Morant. Now New Orleans loses AD but walks into Zion, so it's like, I, I how could you? Uh, we got to let him go. We weren't ready. Oh, they got the number one pick the next year. Oh my god, what if they had Shea Gilgis Alexander and Chet Holmgren or like whoever is going to be number one pick? So I, it feels like we, if they let him, and I'm hoping it's all speculation, but if he ends up getting like let go or something because he didn't fit the timeline, I will root against the Thunder. I will pray every single one of those picks. Is like the 30th pick in the draft and bust. That's what I'll do. It's exactly what I'll do. Baby girl of the week. Baby girl of the week. I switched it up, Jam.
1: You did. I, I was not prepared for that. I have a whole different I was, graphics package.
0: I, <laughs> I was going to sing baby boy, but it, it wouldn't have been genuine. It wouldn't have been genuine. I got to give a shout out to my man, Ronnie Norman. Who submitted this? Like Devin Booker's just been running away with it. Book, uh, Boogie had a good game yesterday. Had a good game, but we don't discriminate here. So the baby girl of the week is Sydney McLaughlin. Sydney McLaughlin just set the world record in the four hundred meter huddle, hurdles, hurdle, not the, uh, the huddle. She dominated that too. But the four hundred meter hurdles, she set the world record, and she's the only woman ever. To have cracked fifty-two seconds, like she set the record by like, like a quarter of a second, like a she was kicking ass. Is basically what I'm saying. This wasn't no uh, photo finish, and she did one year in college before deciding to turn pro. And her one year in college was at Kentucky. Well, I said, running when you put it like that, that's the same thing Devin Booker did, the same thing Carl Anthony Towns and they all they. They they go they do one year and then they go dominate their craft professionally. And so why not sit why I was thinking too closed-minded? Maybe baby child of the week, baby of the week. Do I even want to call them a baby? Running has given me so much to think about. But until then, I know D book is gonna be like just what three, four weeks straight. Uh, that award has come to his doorstep, and not today. Not today. So congratulations to Sydney. Look forward to watching you break your own record in the Olympics and bring back another gold medal. Baby girl of the week. Let's lose some money.
1: There, there is one thing I want to say is that for for sure. listeners who have – they tweet at me sometimes suggestions for baby boy of the week, and it just – just check where that person uh, went to college before you uh, make these <laughs> suggestions. are not a lot of rules for Baby Boy of the Week, but there is one. It's two, literally one.
0: <laughs> it's literally one. Uh, I mean, come on, man, Paul George, man. You don't understand how this works. Uh, I do like the eagerness, though. I like it. You want to participate? You want to help? Uh, like a little kid try to help, and they just hand. What do you? This is garbage. Don't hand me. This. You're not helping at all. Um, yeah, let's lose a... I'm fresh off a, a, I, guess I guess I'm on a winning streak. We did a draft last night in the Twitch, and I definitely, definitely came in first place. So that was cool. I like that. Because I have not been doing well.
1: Um, it gets tougher with just one game a night.
0: That's the, like... I had Aiton. What helped me, I had Aiton, I had Reggie Jackson, and Marcus Morris. I had... Like, I, do they? Not, how do they not have a like combined name yet, like Regmo or some shit like that? <laughs> How's Bill? That feels like right up Bill Simmons actually. <laughs> Regmo, Marjet, uh, and Jay Crowder. So they carried me to victory yesterday. Appreciate you, fellas. Tonight, got to make some picks that I would like to root for in the building. Yeah, Gian- <laughs> Giannis is getting 28 and a half points on P.J. Tucker.
1: I like that one. That was just – anytime you can get 28 and a half as a spread, it feels like that's where you want the action to be.
0: P.J. Tucker in the last three games has scored eight points combined. Combined? (laughs) Combined. Giannis scored 30 – so if you did it like all the whole series combined versus just Giannis's last game – It'd be P.J. Tucker. I'm going to take Giannis there. And God forbid this. This is losing money like this also helps me appreciate, like, just how rare and how Rams like, oh, man, the Derek Fisher game, like the one (laughs) where the guy that averaged four points a game scored thirty eight. And you're like, you are shitting me. Rebounds. Clint Capella. Versus Brooke Lopez, but Brooke Lopez is getting eight and a half. I think they're playing Brooke a little less. They're going smaller. I'm going to go Capella there.
1: I'm yeah, they have work. been going small, and it kind of is working for them.
0: Yeah. Also, I mean, Brooke, not a, a huge rebounder anyway, but the small is working. I think they'll do that. They are like they go up 3-1. That's almost the chokehold. Middleton versus John Collins. Points, rebounds, assists. John Collins is getting 11. I'm going Middleton here. Like, he, it's just one of he helps at everything. And he does points. He does rebounds. He does. And he also, he might score like 40 points. So he
1: might score 40. He might score 12. That's the Christian. That's the,
0: that's the thing is, like, if John Collins has like, he might have like 23 and 12, but he'll have like one assist. Like, he's not a facilitator. So give me Middleton there. Let's lock those three in. One Giannis. Giannis plus 28 and a half or minus 28 and a half. Middleton minus 11 points, rebounds, assists. And Capella minus eight and a half rebounds on Brick Lopez. No. Oh, boy. Almost fat fingered it there. Whew. So I almost like, you know, I normally bet, you know, $1. I almost bet $11. That could have ruined me. We'll lock in a nice 25 cent uh, game of skill there. And some over unders. Brooke Lopez 15 and a half points, rebounds, assists. I'm yeah, I'm double down on that one. I, I just think they're gonna start playing him less and less. Rebounds for PJ Tucker. I do like the over there. I do like the over there. Because Brooke Lopez being off the court means PJ is, I guess, effectively your center or one of your bigger guys.
1: He's got eight, seven, and seven in the past three games.
0: Eight, yeah, and I think he'll. I think the minutes and opportunities will be there. Trey, oh. I'm. Got, I gotta go. Trey, 27 and a half point. I just with that ankle, man. I would be surprised if he if he even. Play. I would love to see a minutes for Trey. I don't know if he plays like twenty-five minutes this game. Um, I'm going under there, hoping to be proven wrong. It's like, wow, he scored eighty-eight points, but. Let's go under on Brooke, over on PJ, and under on Trey Young, and lock that in. We'll lock those in. I gotta, I gotta draft again with those guys, man. I need some easy dubs.
1: If I had to make one pick, it'd be Bobby Portis over because he's got those those crazy eyes. You ever seen Bobby Portis up close?
0: I. We talked to him, and even seeing him, like I felt like we saw him like through Zoom. And even then, I was on edge a little bit.
1: You know <laughs> what I mean? One time, I got to go with the credential to see uh, the Celtics play the Bulls, and I they they give you good seats when you're in Chicago, and I was courtside. Oh, and Bobby Portis was screaming at the rafters for the entire game, and it was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life. He is one of the most intense. It's just it's it's spooky to watch Bobby Portis play basketball.
0: You know, what's even wild? It's one of those things like you see, like if you just saw him, you'd be like, I'm not going to cross that guy. And then you find out he's from Arkansas. And it's like, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, Robert, uh Mr. Portis, uh, you've got it, sir. But yeah, I don't even want to I don't I'm not even going to put Mr. Portis in my game of skill. I don't want to make any of He's like, oh, you didn't think I could get six and a half points. You didn't think I could score uh, 44 and a half rebounds? I'd like, I I knew you could. Uh, It was the Riffs team. It was those cowards. uh, Oh, now
1: you're putting pressure on me to score nine points? I don't care for it. Yeah,
0: right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to kill you. And then he just kills me. And then I lose. Then I lose my game of
1: skill and my life. But Bobby Portis is his own risk team for everyone else. (laughs) And the risk is always high. The risk is
0: always for everyone else is always high. So I will close by saying I hope Bobby Porter's and only Bobby Porter's has a good afternoon. Um, I hope he gets a good stretch, has a nice dinner, has a good game. The Hawks win, but Porter's has a good game. I'm I'm picking Hawks. It's just what I'm hoping because if if Trey's not and we'll know in the first like five minutes. If Trey's not healthy, this is over. But maybe, I don't know, a bone bruise is just not as bad as they say it is anymore. And we shall see. So I plan to scale the building and sit in the rafters again.
1: You left the hatch open? open?
0: No, yeah. Nobody bothered me. Nobody bothered me. They still leave that door open. Um, So we'll try that again. Knock on wood. So, thank you to Super Producer Jam. Thank you to everyone listening. Thank you to Underdog. I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I don't even want to get on Portis's radar. Have a good day, Bobby Portis.